probably did hate Mayo and we thought it was hate at the time because these guys are trying to take away our dreams. The Football Pod live Thursday, June 2nd in Castle Bar. Check out otbsports.com forward slash events and get your tickets now. Like to play the hard man when, when they're on it. It's not very pleasant when you're trying to manage a team. All you're looking for is a bit of civility and a bit of decency, but they just dismiss you like, like you know, you have nothing to do with the bloody occasion. It's 17 minutes past eight. It's OTB AM. It is, of course, Quick Picks. Owen is still with us. Will, good morning to you. Morning, lads. How are you getting on? Flying a thanks. Owen is uh, still, for anybody who's watching this uh, on demand after the show, Owen is outside the very impressive Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and we're making as many comparisons as we can with his uh, trip to Porky Rin last week and we'll try and shoehorn more of that in as we work through it here. Uh, we don't have an update on the table. Um, I know that I got a couple of the results wrong last week, so... Um, uh, we shall see. We shall see how we develop on that. I'm assured, because I know the viewers want it, we are going to have a table in whatever shape or form that's going to be when we join you next week. But let's get straight into it. And we're going to kick off here, I think, with the football and I think with Mona and Derry. Let's get a look at uh, how everybody's going here. So, uh, for this one, it's Monaghan across the board. And to be absolutely fair to her, she's sticking to her word of uh, yesterday's show. And Ashling is the one... Um, Exception to the rule, and she's going with Derry. So, but it's Monaghan across the board after that from uh, Owen and Will and myself. And uh, Tommy, what are your uh, Derry can't will continue what they set off on is your basic argument here, is it? Jeez, thanks for uh, making the argument up for me there, Adrian. Um, <laughs> I had to be consistent on this. We joked about it last week. I said if I flip the opinion on this and go for Derry to beat Monaghan, some smartass in the comments is going to turn around and go, well, he was thinking it was going to be a Donegal against Monaghan Ulster final and very quickly be pointed out that I changed my mind. This is bloody tricky to call because um, Derry obviously completed a complete demolition job on Tyrone and the question mark is how off it were Tyrone and I take the point that they were way off it on the day but Derry were very impressive they were impressive throughout the National Football League I was actually chatting to the Offaly football captain Johnny Maloney yesterday and he was pointing out that Derry were by far the best team they had played in Division 2 and that really had just gone south on the game that they played against Galway but Derry really should have been in contention for uh, Division 1 promotion for next season and it's not like as if that game against Rome was just a flash in the pan. They've been really good all season. But um, this Monaghan team were very close to landing the Anglo Celts last season. They pushed Rome all the way at Crow Park in an Ulster final. And I expect them to just go back to the final just about against Derry. This is a game where I can't really see more than two points between the sides. And I reckon it's going to be the Farneymen who come out just on top. Yeah, like, look, it is hard. And feel free to change your mind, Will. I do think that as we work our way through the championship, we are absolutely... I overheard a parent telling their kid one day, years ago, saying, the kid was like, but you said this thing to me last week. And the parent was like, listen, I'm not obliged to be consistent. And uh, it's it's a rule of thumb that I've uh, I've worked off um, ever since. And I think it applies here, Owen. I think that, like, if we see the body of evidence and stuff, like, the dairy thing is probably the biggest upside of the championship so far and we're entitled to um, change our minds on the basis of it but you're not you're sticking with Monaghan Yeah I'd say the biggest upset of the championship so far especially given the magnitude of the win I don't think anybody expected them to win by that much I'm interested that Tommy's actually gone for Monaghan here given he was on the yeah. Derry bandwagon mm. before the Tyrone match but maybe that just speaks to his lack of confidence in Tyrone rather than his confidence in Derry and we can't forget that Monaghan were outstanding in their last championship match as well for me that was going to be a little bit of a question mark for them this season given the end of the league campaign required such an effort from them to survive and there was such a high obviously that day when they relegated Dublin I wondered how would they carry that into this year's championship and it turns out that they just picked up where they left off in the league 
obviously this is a far bigger test than down this weekend this is their biggest test of the championship so far obviously and i wonder how much of that hurt that defeat to Tyrone last year will contribute to their effort this weekend and, and maybe into an Ulster final. I was a bit like Will as well. I would have definitely predicted a Monaghan-Donegal Ulster final a few weeks ago. So, consistency, the name of the game here. <laughs> and Donegal ultimately to win it, I think. Anyway, are we still sticking with that? Uh, not sure. I think that's a very... I, I, like it's, I mean, it, I, I think that regardless of what the constellation is going to be in the final, I think it'll be an excellent final and a very, very hard one to call. I, I'm not necessarily sold fully on Donegal especially against Monaghan in a final I'd be backing him against Derry in a final um, just to preview I guess their quick picks in a month's time My um, prediction is largely based on sort of being pig-headed from my um, initial Tyrone uh, prediction when they were playing Derry a couple of weeks ago and, and like there can be and look we're in the prediction of sort of looking into a crystal ball here so um, who, this might look idiotic in a week's time um, but there can be a knock-on impact of between Owen outside the London Stadium and Hank we're getting it all this morning there can be a knock-on impact from teams who've pulled off a big result like that and we've seen that umpteen times through the years the most recent example obviously is uh, Mayo against Tyrone themselves obviously last year and then coming up short a bit in the final and also Tyrone 2022 is not they're not Tyrone of last year like I know we're talking about it as an upset and I know there's I predicted Tyrone to beat Derry so it's absolutely hindsight but it wasn't the same like we don't know actually how good that Derry win was Will yeah, I mean, that is the question mark. We'll probably learn a lot more by the end of play on Sunday afternoon to see where they actually were with that performance. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I take Moilsey's point as well on OTB last week about Tyrone that maybe we'll learn more about them depending on who they get in the first round of the qualifiers to get a real sense of where they are because there's no doubt that losing some of the panel depth, even if they weren't necessarily starters that left the panel earlier this year, uh, can't have helped them. And then... We looked at their league form and we kind of thought, yeah, they just about did enough at the end. They just about saved their own hide. And then they just couldn't come up to the performance level that we saw from Derry the last day. So that obviously factors a lot into where we try and gauge where Derry are at. I'm kind of way on on this one. I think if Derry qualify, I would fancy Donegal in the final. If Monaghan were to qualify... I think Monaghan have got a really good chance of winning the Ulster Championship, albeit like you've got to respect the consistency of Donegal. That's 12 years now they've got to 10 Ulster finals. Um, we always talk about how difficult it is to try and navigate your way through Ulster, especially if you have to go the long way and you've got a preliminary round and then working your way through you know, other effectively Division 1 teams across the board. For Donegal to be doing that year on year is an incredible achievement. Mm. That will be a conversation for another day and we will come back to it. That's uh, Monaghan Derry to kick things off. Next up, we're into the Leinster semi-finals. Kildare, Westmeath to begin with. And uh, we have, I'm happy to report, across the board, lads, all gone for Kildare. Aye, Adrian. Every single one of us. It's inevitable, Will, really what I'm saying here. This is you like won't be welcome back in Athlone. Go on, why they, are you well, going Well, they're the odds on favour to win the game. Like, you know, I have spoken before. I was at the Westmead game a couple of weeks ago. They were very good against, for a period against... A, and look, they were an average team on the day. I'm fed up sort of insulting people in this show. So I'm going to say on the day, you know, Longford are better than they showed. Is that the cliche that we use in these, uh, these instances? They were better than they were that day. But like, if I think the way I would look at it, if Westmeath can play like they did for the um, from about the 15th minute to half time the last day and a little bit towards the end of the game at Kiswick Park a couple of weeks ago, I think they, to be honest with you, on the basis of playing like that consistently, they could put it up to any team in Leinster and I include the big dogs in it. 
absolutely no question about it. <laughs> but their ability to do that, uh, the evidence of which I haven't seen much. But look, um, on the basis of that, Kildare are odds-on favourite, long odds on Westmeath, and you know we'll we'll roll over and have our uh, bellies tickled here, will. Well, I was sure you were going to go for Westmead in this one, not just because of your heart, but also because during the league you were backing against Kildare in every single game that they played in Division 1. And you made plenty of friends in Kildare along the way as you were uh, predicting against them every week. But, yeah, I mean, look, based on the where Kildare were at in the league compared to Westmead, based on how, you know, Kildare went out against a loud team who we were talking about had been so impressive in the first round where, you know, they put five goals past Carlo, had been promoted up to Division 2 of the league. We were talking about that being a potential banana skin and Kildare went out with a very professional performance in Tullamore and booked their place into the semi-finals. If Kildare hit their level and you know, they've been boosted by the fact that their 20s have been going so well this year too. It's a little bit unfortunate, I think, that that game is on Carrigan Shannon on Saturday against Tyrone and that the game didn't get to get played at Crow Park. I wonder if any of the players from the under-20s will be factored into the panel after Saturday or if maybe that's a question mark for later down the road because they've got some particularly good uh, forwards in that under-20 team. I think Kildare, on the balance of it, should probably beat Westmead. But I am slightly wary that like Westmead have run Kildare close in recent years when they've met in the championship. And I was very impressed with the way that Westmead had played against Longford in that quarterfinal in the last round. So I don't think this is a total gimme for Kildare. But yeah, you would expect the Lily Whites to advance. Yeah, they're a far better team owned. They're in a different division. And, uh, you know, Westmead are just there to make up the numbers. Is that the lesson I should learn from you? Well, I, like, I mean... You've stopped trolling Leinster counties now, so you're now trying to coax other people in to troll them for you. Uh, you, you, you just retired. You've, you've hung up the jacket of being chief Leinster football troll, and he decided to get us to do your dirty work for you. Um, I'm not going to say anything bad about Kildare, considering I've, I've tipped them. And the same with Westmead. I mean, I actually got accused of being too in love with Westmead during an early iteration of the power rankings uh, this season. Like, it, like, I mean, the fact that it's on in Crow Park, I mean, there's been a not complaints, but there's been some suggestion that maybe the game should be pulled out of Croke Park. Maybe that's more uh, in keeping for the Meath versus Dublin match. But I'm excited to see how this Kildare team actually plays in Croke Park and that forward unit um, in in the wide spaces there. I think uh, on Sunday, like they should really be looking to, to rack up a score. Obviously, Westmead will have something to, to, to say about that. But this Kildare team, I think if they're not thinking we can take down Dublin this year. Uh, they're not in the right headspace. I don't think they will beat Dublin, but I think they have to be thinking that they can do it. And they proved in the league that that they were uh, on level power with them, if not a little bit ahead of them in the springtime. So, so why not? Yeah, Kildare, Kildare's to uh, to lose on. They're all over that. I hear, I hear what you're saying. Dublin uh, Meath is the uh, next port of call here. The other uh, Leinster game, and everybody, and I mean, you're surprised that I have gone for Kildare over Westmeath. Everybody has gone for Dublin here. Um, even is that a typo? Is that did he definitely Tommy definitely go for Dublin? I'm surprised and shocked about that, and I would love to uh, sort of satellite him in from uh, whatever part of America he's in at the minute, but uh, that ain't possible. So, uh, Kieran Whelan uh, making the point this morning in his column in the Irish Independent, urging caution, uh, saying that the win over Wexford, a good sign, but not a reason to pick out your Jacks are back t-shirt. Will? Mm, I don't know. I mean, I was watching the football pods earlier this week and uh, Tommy didn't offer a whole lot of resistance when Meath were effectively written off uh, by both of his co-hosts. James O'Donnell said that Meath have absolutely no chance on Sunday, was incredibly dismissive of their chances against Dublin. Uh, Paddy Andrews tried to kind of uh, talk Dublin down a little bit and then he said, nah, nah, Dublin should win very comfortably against Meath this weekend. I don't know. Are they back? I mean... 
obviously Con is back in the team against Wexford it was just such a cakewalk and they were just fisting points over for fun in that game in Wexford Park they showed pretty much complete control we saw Fenton pretty much back towards his best too I think there was definite positive signs compared to what we saw earlier in the league against Dublin and even in the end they went down swinging at the end of the National Football League at least um, yeah I look Mead I saw them twice in the flesh during the National Football League, uh, they probably got away with one a little bit in Tullamore with the uh, late goal, which probably should have been called as a square ball. Um, what was the other game I saw them against? Cork as well. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think if this Dublin attack gets going, they can get in behind that Mead defence. But whether Mead can be just a team that can contain Dublin during the fixture and maybe try and hit them on the counter-attack... It's hard to know. We've had so many times in recent years we've gone, yeah, Mead look well primed to give Dublin a good crack. And I would take the point that Dublin's level is probably not where they were at when they were winning All-Ireland after All-Ireland. But I still think Dublin are a little bit better than Mead, lads. Just a little bit better, on. What do you think in terms of a margin? Yeah, look, the question is, what does the Jacks being back actually mean? Like, is it being back to the level where they are, by a distance, the dominant team in the country? Uh, like, I'm, I'm not sure if we're, we're going to see that, but are they back enough for them to not be looking like they're on the downward and be much better than me. I think I, I don't, I'm not even sure that that's a return to form. I just think that that's just the, the standard of this this team. Where, where do you think the they're word, at? To, to answer Kieran Whelan's question, what the win over the win over Wexford is a bit of a stick and plaster, and we'll we'll have to wait and see. Where do you think they're at right now? Specifically, I think that the bookies have this right in having them as second favourites for the All Ireland. That's mm. where I think they are. I think I think they're the second best team in the country, and. I think that the second best team in the country beats Mead. Uh, like this is not two Division Two teams going up against each other. That's what the form lines will tell you if you take 2022 into account. Dublin are not a Division Two team. Mm-hmm. I think the uh, the performance against Wexford. I mean, we, we will know on Sunday how much we can read into it. I think it'll be you can judge it on the, the magnitude of victory. I know there are people in Mead who are confident that we'll win at the weekend because that feeds into the fact that Mead came relatively close last year against Dublin, who were clearly flailing around trying to find some bit of form. But we still saw that flailing Dublin get to within an inch of actually making an All-Ireland final last year, which is a ridiculous level to be at when you're clearly in a bit of trouble. So it looks like they're in better form. It looks like the, the mood in the camp, to use that terrible cliche, is a bit more positive at the moment than it was last year. So that suggests to me that they're better than the team who always, almost made it to an All-Ireland last year. So that, to me, speaks of a team that, that's in pretty fine fettle and uh, Leinster Championship is surely coming their way. Uh, so I'm not necessarily sure that this is actually a very linear thing where the form we saw at various times over the last 12 months is just going to continue on the downturn. I think that there is a thing in the tail coming from Dublin. Whether or not it materialises in Ireland, I'm not convinced, but I think they are second favourites. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. And I think that in terms of the Leinster Championship, it's fair enough to say that there's never been a point where the teams have been closer and still expect Dublin to win the thing, which I think is where we're at heading into this weekend and beyond. A couple of comments into us before we move on to the Hurling O'Toole on YouTube saying, I think Derry made Tyrone look bad. Think uh, more credit needs to go to Rory Gallagher and how he managed multiple All Stars and stifled Morgan in goal. Uh, Darrow Tool says not a unit in sight between Westmeath and Kildare. Again, nice misrepresentation good of the point. point there, Darry, good man. And uh, Dave Cos is wondering, and we leave this one with you, will um, show Hank the doggo? It'll make it a real happy Friday. Let you uh, uh, let you let you work okay, away. Okay, right, you get the hurling. You get the hurling predictions ready. We, I'll we, try we, and uh, we get want, away from We want the... to hear hear more from you than we want to see Hank the dog. I'm not going to lie. Although we'll do wonders for our for our numbers, so you know, feel free I'll to find him. Get, get Hank up and run there. Uh, Water for Cork. 
is going to be our uh, first port of call here. Actually, sorry, 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 sorry. I'll reverse back slightly. We have not covered Tipperary Limerick in the football, uh, which I think is a very hard one to call. And uh, everybody is going for Limerick, apart from myself. I think it's one of the most 50-50 matches uh, that we've looked at. I have slightly leaned on the side of Tipperary in that they've probably achieved a little bit more in the championships, obviously, over the last couple of years. Um, who the hell knows? Has anybody owned anything significant to say about Tip, uh, Tip Limerick? Well, the reason I'm going for Limerick in this one is because of the experience that they got in that win over Clare and actually getting a championship win in unbelievably dramatic fashion, having a week off to recover. If it was last weekend, I'd probably be painting that as a negative. But because it's been a week off, I'm painting it as a positive for this Limerick side. I don't think Tipperary have been great. I think that if you look at league position, obviously they're, they're both getting promoted out of two different divisions. And I know I use that logic predict that Clare will beat Limerick in the last round so I haven't a clue what I'm talking about really when it, when it comes down to this sort of stuff it, it's on a knife edge this one but Limerick I think just after the boost of the Clare win I think I think might just edge this Very difficult to call we move on to the hurling and Dave is very excited he's spotted something that I haven't which must be Hank uh, moving on to the hurling Waterford Court to begin with let's see which way we're all going here uh, Waterford across the board uh, Owen Ashing, Will myself and Tommy all go in the same direction um, and I suppose it's another one of those fixtures that while we are all going the same way it's not going to be astonishing Will like obviously Walsh Park is a factor Cork's three defeats in a row is a factor a little bit of credit the last day of course there's more improvement to come we may see that this weekend but on the evidence it does look like Waterford It does it uh, looks like it could be Waterford by a little bit of a distance too if they really get going in this fixture. So Waterford are trying to bounce back from their defeat against Limerick just before the break. And given the form that Clare have shown so far, Waterford got a bit of work to do if they're going to qualify for a Munster final. You know, they came flying into championship this year on the back of winning the National Hurling League where realistically they demolished Cork at Semple Stadium in the Division 1 decider. And the fear, if you were a Cork fan, would be that something similar could happen this weekend if Waterford can get moving. And particularly the damage that their forward line were able to do at Semple Stadium that day. If they can do that at Walsh Park again, Waterford could run up a scoreline. Uh, just a very quick clarification and this almost proves the point that we were talking about yesterday about how poorly GA records are kept. Massive dispute now over where Patrick Horgan actually is oh, you're kidding with me. the top scoring. So he's level with Joe Canning uh, according to Echo Live uh, in Cork who went through all of the numbers very carefully uh, with a fine comb and that he will take the record tomorrow. There's some dispute and some people saying that he actually went a couple of points ahead of Joe Canning after the Clare game, but it seems that he's level currently because he scored 19 points this season, 10 and 9 across the first two games. So he will take the record outright at Walsh Park at the weekend. I think the GA website was saying that he's seven behind. So it's amazing that you can have that much variance of anywhere between seven behind and two ahead. And just because so the GA need to keep the records better than they do. But Patrick Horgan probably gets the record, but will be on the losing team against Waterford. Yeah, I think that's uh, seems to be the way things are. Right. What's Hank? We never got around to our uh, Hank selecting his games of the week every week. No, he's never quite got to that level where he's actually happy enough to decide to take, say, two things off. Like I said, we get a plate with the uh, same treat on both. He yeah. doesn't seem to be overly comfortable with doing that. Um, this morning, like he seems incredibly unhappy. I'm sure Dave is delighted on YouTube, but he was playing single-handedly with his little tug-of-war um, rope that I have for him that we usually play with, and uh, he was pulling away at that and then barking at me for not uh, pulling that the other engaging, side of it yeah. and uh, now he's been picked up and all he's doing is looking back down at his rope to try and get back to it so I'll let him back down in a minute <laughs> is he, He's just a bit camera shy is that what we're saying here? He's... Ah, no, he's never, he's never been camera shy as he yeah, uh, decides to give the true. microphone a good kick there but um, Hank, no, I think he Hank, just think he's oh, supposed he to play him. he's at the point 
<laughs> we need to get anyway, some sort of lighting. Stay... We need to get him set up with a set of headphones, don't we? And, uh... Yeah, yeah. He'll he'll stay quietly for the rest of the quick fix, sir. Come on, Hank. You've you've served the purpose for uh, for Dave this morning, anyway. That is uh, Waterford Cork. Claire Limerick next up. Uh, whoa. So Owen, myself, and Tommy are all going for Limerick. Ashling is going for Claire, and Will O'Callaghan. He's alive and well. And he's back on for a draw. Like, look, it is a hard one. I can't tell you why I absolutely think Limerick are going to win this other than every time Limerick pop, pop up in quick picks, I have to go for them. Well, look, firstly, draws are perfectly okay to go for. I think we need to establish that now because there was uh, some claims it was an issue back in the league. I have to pick one way or another. This is a game where I genuinely think it could be a draw um, because Clare have been in complete and utter flying form so far first two fixtures now they've got two difficult games to finish they still have to play against Limerick and Waterford but they're in a really good place to qualify in the Munster Championship they drew against Limerick when the teams met in Cusick Park earlier this year Clare possibly should have won that game Limerick go into this still without Keane Lynch still some question marks about the performance for the first hour particularly against Tipperary last week I know that Limerick performed really well in the last 10 or 11 minutes of that game and got the job done. Again, they reached the 30 points. Incredible consistency that we've seen from Limerick so far this year. But I just fancy Clare to really push them to their limit. And while it may well be a case that Limerick do something similar to Tipperary last week and just have a little bit too much at the end, I would not be surprised at all if Clare get a result. And in this case, I think that result could well be a draw. Look, we had a draw when we had a very close game between uh, Wexford and uh, Galway earlier this season. It is a round-robin section. It is a case of two teams looking to advance towards a Munster final here. And I'm going draw in Ennis this weekend. Yeah, and look, it'll be an interesting fixture from loads of different uh, reasons as to who's actually going to be on or not on the Limerick team. And I'm sure everybody will be keeping an eye on that. I don't know if it's going to be too they'll, much of they'll a... Go, they'll go strong, Adrian. I think... I think they actually have to um, because yeah. they underperformed last week. I think if they had gone out and put in the expected performance against Tipperary and won by eight or ten points and absolutely eased home uh, with the victory where it actually felt like it was an eight or ten point beating as opposed to them just finishing the game strongly, I think John Kiley might have been tempted to rotate his squad a little bit more. But instead, it was a win of that variety, but not that in reality. So I think he'll want to go out and keep his team in pretty good form because they've got a break coming up after this uh, before a potential Munster final too. So I think John Kiley goes strong. Not uh, the, the events post-Tipperary match on not a factor? Well, I think it could be a factor, as Will says, maybe in a, in a positive sense after the performance uh, last weekend. Like, I think if there's any negative headlines that have been around Limerick, they've tended to answer that in one way, which is... Uh, pretty dominant performance like I, I, for me it was just a sense of do I overthink this and look at what Clare have done and have they played strong enough opposition to give them a chance against Limerick or do I just uh, underthink this and just tip Limerick for every game that they're involved in so that's kind of pretty much the, the rationale here I think uh, Clare have been great to watch and, and brilliant to attack really looking forward to seeing how they match up physically with Limerick it does feel that that's the sort of only way or that's the, the theoretical only way that you can beat Limerick if you're big enough and strong enough to beat them can a team play around them can a team be smart enough and quick enough in attack to beat Limerick that, that'll be a really interesting one if there's some sort of kryptonite to Limerick because it does feel that the narrative is out there that the only way you can beat Limerick is through brute strength which is what Limerick are very good at themselves so Clare I think maybe have the tools to, to show something different this weekend so really looking forward to it and I hope I, I'm glad to hear that Will thinks that, that they're going to be at full strength I really hope that we're going to see uh, the two top teams potentially in Munster at the moment go toe to toe I know Waterford will have something to say about that but the two top teams championship form wise anyway if they're at full strength it'll be a cracker Last fixture to take a look at is Dublin Kilkenny. Let's see which way everyone's going on this one. We have Kilkenny across the board, and like there is, Will, I know that uh, 
the Wexford game particularly I know I went for Wexford in that one and you're like well traditionally that they should get over the, over the line here and you look at the table and you think ah oh, well Dublin are in a very strong position but when you dig into it in terms of the quality they've played like Kilkenny are the only I mean look at Wexford notwithstanding and obviously Dublin came through that test but Dublin, uh, Kilkenny are the only team that have played maybe one of the traditional powerhouses and it's certainly a factor as to why I'm leaning their, their direction what are you thinking? Yeah, um, obviously, look, the fact that Dublin started off with, you know, they had two of their first three games were Leash at home, Westmead away, where they were expected to pick up points. They were four of the points that they put up on the board. And then the bonus was to go to Wexford and get a result, which leaves them in a very strong position uh, to qualify from the Leinster Championship, even if it's not for the Leinster final, uh, to be one of the top three to go to the All-Ireland Championship proper. This is now the first of two big tests for them. They've got Kilkenny at home. They got completely bullied by Brian Cody's side when the teams met in the league in Parnell Park just a couple of months ago. And that physicality from the Kilkenny forward line is something that Dublin will have to deal with much better if they're to have any chance of getting a result in this game on Saturday evening. I think Kilkenny still have too much for Dublin, even if Dublin do tighten up from that performance uh, in the league. They got obviously played really well away from home against Wexford and it was a collective effort. Uh, no more so probably personified than Sutcliffe going in for a block on Liam Ryan right towards the end of the game when he could easily have just decided to take up a position to make it difficult for the pass. He broke himself to get across and actually make a block down. That's what you'll get from Dublin. Again, as I've said multiple times in this show, they've got an elite free taker who's always going to be able to stick over a score for them if Dublin get presented with enough chances. But I think this Kilkenny team is just a little bit too strong for them. And Kilkenny bounced back from the Galway game and put themselves right back into a very strong position to qualify for the final because Dublin and Galway will meet at Parnell Park in the last round of fixtures. So this could be set up very nicely for the last round because you're going to have Kilkenny against Wexford and you're going to have, um, sorry, the last game's in Salt Hill, so Galway against Dublin in the last round. So Galway should have enough done by the time we get to the final round but it might be a chase to see who's in the final two positions. Kilkenny to win this weekend and to put themselves in pole position to qualify, I think. All right, we've all gone that way. Will, Owen, Hank, thanks a million. That's quick picks. I absolutely adore them, lads. I have unbelievable time from, but they're, they're a great bunch, but it's not acceptable. All right, it's nearly a quarter to nine. A very good morning to you, wherever it is you're uh, picking us up this morning. I hope you're well, and uh, do keep the comments coming into us. If you have anything on your mind about the football, the rugby, we've Alan Quinlan coming up uh, live a little bit later on to look ahead to the weekend's uh, Heineken Cup and plenty more besides as well. So whatever it is, uh, that's... Uh, uh, on your mind this morning in relation to rugby do get your comments and questions in and we'll, we'll come back to him a bit later on uh, you are watching OTBM brought to you live each morning uh, by Gillette Labs for an effortless finish to your day